Hey, it's Chris here. I've got a quick question for you. What are you doing November 9 through to the 11th this year, 2019? If you're available, I want you to consider coming to our annual conference, which takes place in London, England, every single November. It's called the Youpreneur Summit, and it is the UK's number one online entrepreneurship conference. But don't let the fact that we're using the word UK in there spoil it for you. In fact, actually, we've now had people from over 40 countries around the world attend the event since we started it in 2017. This year, you're going to get the opportunity to learn from people like Todd Herman. Hal Elrod, JJ Virgin, Sue B. Zimmerman, Phil Jones, and a host of other incredible entrepreneurs and extremely successful business owners. And we would love for you to be able to come and spend some time with us, learn lots, mastermind plenty, network like your life depended on it, and go away from the event ready to take on the world more than ever before. The first two years sold out months before the conference even took place, and we doubt that 2019 is going to be any different. So head over to youpanasummit.com right now to secure your ticket. That's youpanasummit.com. I'll see you in London. This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community. A place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, now. here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello there and welcome to episode number 336 of Upana FM. I'm your host, Chris Ducker, as always, and thank you very much for being with me. You are in the right spot if you're wanting to use the power of your personal brand to build a future-proof, profitable business. And today on the show, we've got Jordan Harbinger from the Jordan Harbinger Show, and he is dropping value bombs aplenty when it comes to telling the story of how his personal brand survived a horrific business breakup and what he's doing now to really leverage that personal brand really for the first time in his career. It's a great conversation. However, before we get cracking, just a quick reminder that Youpreneur FM is brought to you by the Youpreneur Mastermind community, the premier online community for entrepreneurs wanting to build a profitable, sustainable business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. Community members get exclusive access to our Acceleration Training Library, which includes everything you'll need to know to build, market, and monetize a successful business. And couple that together with our monthly mastermind calls, discounted tickets to our live events, and access to our enthusiastic, supportive member-only forums, and you've got everything you need to succeed. If you're serious about building the business of you, as I call it, and in the most rewarding profitable way possible, then you must join us. So be sure to head over to youpreneur.com today for more info. So myself and Jordan have known each other for many years, but I actually wasn't aware of the fact that he was going through something pretty horrific about 18 months or so ago, although it had started even before that. And that was a horrible partnership going drastically, drastically wrong, slowly but surely, over a period of time. Eventually, that partnership came to a complete end, and he had to start fundamentally from scratch. However, 
because of the work that he'd been doing up to that point as a personal brand, not only did his personal brand survive the breakup, but his business is now flourishing in ways that he never could have imagined. There's a lot going on for Jordan right now, both from a personal perspective as well as a business perspective. And this was a conversation a little bit out of the norm for this show, but this was a conversation that I was looking forward to having and also bringing to you as a little bit of a cautionary tale, if nothing else. So here's myself and Jordan. Enjoy the conversation. So Jordan, welcome to the show, my man. Hey, thanks for having me on. I always appreciate it. No, look, I'm so, so looking forward to this. Um, You have had such an incredible last couple of years, some of it amazing, some of it not so amazing. And um, I wanted to to get you on the show. It's been a while since you've been on anyway, like a long while. I don't even know the episode number. I have been remiss in my duties, everybody tuning in and bringing Jordan back to you. But I am taking care of that right now. You have been a very busy boy, haven't you, sir? Oh my gosh. Yes, I have. I've been, (laughs) I rebuilt the business from the ground up about a year ago from zero in the middle of like a firestorm. And I know you wanted to talk about that a little, so I won't spoil it too much. Also, yeah, we should also say though, um, and I, and correct me if I'm wrong here. Yes, you built it up just over literally the last 12 months or so, but last year at the end of last year, um, the Jordan Harbinger show was actually selected and announced as one of Apple's best of 2018 podcasts. Incredible. It was. Yeah. Which is kind of awesome considering I've been doing podcasting for 12 years. (laughs) I've never gotten any sort of recognition from Apple at all. Uh, other than that best of 2018, which we got in the first year of the Jordan Harbinger show. So it's like, wow, okay, that 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 felt pretty good to start over from zero and to get that recognition like that. All right. So let's let's kind of go full circle in reverse here and talk about what happened, why you had to start from scratch and uh all, yeah, let's go warts and all. We can get as ugly as we want to get, or we can keep it as chilled as we want to be as well. But um, cool. what happened? Where did this all begin? So I'd been working with another company and put in partners for the last, the uh, previous 11 years before I started the Jordan Harbinger show. And it was all fun. It was all fun and games. You know, I used to be a wall street attorney. We started this company where we were coaching. It turned into like a dating company. We'd been doing the podcast for a long time. I'd really been doing the show myself with, uh, with that company and generating all the leads. I did all the sales and then, you know, I, got married. I'd been dating Jen for five years. We got married or four and a half years, something like that. We got married. I was no longer interested in the dating stuff. And so I'd started to pivot the show to business and profiling celebrities and thinking uh, scientists, thought leaders, thinkers, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And my business partners were like, Hey, that's all fine and good, but you need to go back to the core of what we do here, which is like picking up chicks. And I was like, ugh. I need a shower just thinking about it. I don't want to do that. Mm. How about we figure out another way to deal with this? And there was a lot of passive aggressive stuff going on inside the company. It wasn't just a change in direction. It was like a lot of the other guys in the company. Well, I should just say one other guy in the company 
was pretty triggered, I think, by the fact that when we met, I was like this quiet, shy nerd. And then fast forward 11 years later and people are getting they're writing about us. We've got a ton of people. One of the biggest podcasts in the world uh, at the time called The Art of Charm that I was running. And he really started to feel less than and he'd had kind of a screwy childhood. And so that less than feeling resulted in him just not being able to be a team player at all. Right. And we kept losing staff. Nobody could work with him, uh, including me. And then there was a couple of really kind of triggering events that I just said I'd had enough. You know, I kept thinking, I made the mistake, Chris, of thinking if we make more money, he'll finally be happier and he'll just sort of drop all of his BS. Right, right. And that just never happened. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of partners make that mistake, right? Like, oh, money will fix it. It probably happens in marriages too, honestly. Um, and we were making more and more money and I would be working my tail off and generating like millions of dollars in sales and generating all the leads for those sales with the show. And then I would still get some sort of like passive aggressive BS. Like you can't go on vacation to Australia with your parents tomorrow because you know, we're going to be bankrupt when you get back. And I was like, dude, you're handling the finances. I just made us like hundreds of thousands of dollars over the past <laughs> couple of weeks. How is it possible that we're going to go bankrupt? And after so many sort of the sky is falling false alarms, which turned out to just be made up in his head because he, you know, like had too much whiskey the night before or decided to have a paranoid delusion or just wanted to ruin my vacation. I basically stopped listening to that stuff. And it was the boy who cried wolf because whenever we had real business problems, I was just kind of like, whatever, man, fix it, you know, right, figure it out, right, right. you know? Um, because whenever I got worried, I'd be worried for two weeks and I'd call him and be like, okay, I think I have a plan. And he'd be like, oh yeah, that, what do you tell? Like he'd forget that he had this panic attack that sent all the staff canceling their vacations. It wasn't just me, you know, we couldn't retain talent and it was just horrible. And we had glass door reviews that were like, this is the worst place to work. This is awful. I hate it. And I realized my podcast team that worked in Northern California, we all got along. We were like family. I hadn't had anyone leave the team in five years. Okay. Then on the other side of the business, they couldn't keep anyone longer than six months. It was like impossible. And I thought, okay, there's a problem here. And the final one of the f many final straws was my partner wanted to take a, a cash flow loan in the business. And I said, sure. And he kept bugging me for documents. And the banker kept calling my wife, Jen, who handled our finances, like accounting wise at the time mm -hmm. and saying, I need your, uh, you know, certificate of home ownership or whatever it was. Like, I need like your, your car valuation. And Jen was like, Hey, Jordan, they're asking for all this. I was like, yeah, yeah, send it, whatever. She's like, no, 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 no. I'm not comfortable with this. And I said, why? What's up? And she goes, this is a cash flow loan for the business. Why are they asking for your personal financials? And I said, good point. Mm. I don't know. So I asked the banker without going through my business partner, what the deal was. And he goes, Oh, well you all have to personally guarantee it. And I was like, Whoa, I own a house. I own a car. I own property. My business partner owns an Xbox and a dog. So I'm not going to guarantee this line of credit. So I told my business partner, I couldn't do it. And he said, you know, you're being selfish. You're holding the business back. And I said, well, tell me what the plan is to use this line of credit in this loan. And he's like, we'll come up with the plan later. And I was like, dude, this is my house and my car and my property. I'm married. I'm going to start a family soon. Like, 
what are you talking about? And he goes, you know, when we have a slow sales season, we don't want to have to take pay cuts. And I was like, dude, the first thing we're going to do if we have slow sales is take pay cuts. You are not paying yourself with my home valuation and my car and my property. Like, are you insane? So this, so this and that's guy, what, I mean, like to, yeah. to, to really kind of nail it, this guy had slowly but surely become more and more as a business partner, become more and more and more unhinged by the sound of it. Oh, yeah. Period of time, right? Yeah. And I was like, you've got to be insane telling me to like basically put a mortgage or a guarantee on my the place where I live with my wife so that you don't have to take a pay cut over a slow season because you can't save money when we're making at this point, like our salaries at this point, we're like 400 grand, which I know like tax planning. Let's not even get into that. But like <laughs> this is a guy who's a bachelor. So it's like, where's your money? Where's going? the money going? Right. What are you talking about? Take a pay cut. We should be making 50 grand a year and running our expenses through the business, not not trying to figure out how to pay ourselves more money. So at this point, I just realized this is a person who is just not going to do well ever. But and it took you a while to get there. Oh, I mean, obviously, I mean, you way you'd, too long. You'd been working with each other for a while, right? Yeah, this is this is the boiling frog thing. Right. Have you ever heard this where like had you, had I partnered up with this guy, like, let's say now, and he was like, cool, what we need to do first is get a loan out and you're going to have to guarantee your house. And also I'm going to be miserable to work with, and I'm going to use your last name without your permission, which he still does. By the way, he calls himself AJ Harbinger, which is super creepy. Um, and also I'm going to drive away all the talented staff and I'm going to be passive aggressive and I'm not going to be reachable during key moments in the business. And I'm not going to do that much work. I mean, you'd just be like, okay, you're the worst business partner anybody could ever ask for. I'm not going to join. Right. But when you're 26 and you start a business with your buddy from college, you're like, this is fun. And then right. it's like, you run into some problems, but you stick through it. And then you move together and you're living together and it's fun. And then, you know, slowly a rift starts to develop. And after like five years, you're like, eh, I don't really like this guy. He's kind of a jerk. Nobody else likes him. He doesn't have any friends. I'm going to do my own thing, but the business is running smoothly. And then to, you know, I would have probably left earlier, but then it was like, Oh, then we started making real money. And I was like, look, right. I'm so moving, the, I hear you. you know, like, there's all these justifications that you tell yourself. And by the way, spoiler alert, none of them are a good idea. None of them are worth it. Get the F out of there. Yeah. And you know. I love that you bring up the fact that one of the reasons why you hung in there for a while was because you started to make some really good money, which obviously is a yes. natural byproduct of the two of you working well together over some period of time, obviously. But I can see exactly why, after all that effort, particularly on your part, from the you know the, the content you were creating and the travel you were doing and the speaking and all the rest of it, I can understand why that would have been a defining factor for you to be able to you know have to stick it out for for I don't know an extra year, two years, whatever it was. Yeah. It was, it was longer than that. And I'll tell you right now that like, if you get a whiff that something is wrong and the problem here was the thing, here's the thing, Chris, if you and I were in a business and we started to like have some tension and it was caused by the business and it was like, Hey, we're not getting along that well. It's like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of stress. And then it was like, Hey Jordan, you know, you're uh, let's say, Hey Jordan, you know, I noticed that you're drinking like five nights a week. I think that's a problem. You're not waking up on time. You're not getting your work done. You're unfriendly to the clients. And then hopefully I would go, you know what? You're right. I need to go see a therapist. I need to cut my alcohol consumption back. You know, there's something wrong and you'd be like, Oh good. Okay. We're getting this issue handled. Now that's a healthy ish way to do this. 
The problem was, I would say something maybe similar to try to solve a problem to my business partners. And right. they would go, well, it's, it's th- this other guy's fault for this. And it's your fault for that. And the marketer's fault for this. Okay. Nothing was ever their fault. And they didn't want to solve any problems. They just wanted to blame, which meant, which meant that nothing, literally nothing ever got solved. Right. All we did was fire people who's, who took, who, you know, basically were the scapegoat at mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Let's fast forward through maybe some of the the messy stuff, right? And talk yeah. about what was the what was the final nail in the coffin with this thing. And by the way, for you guys tuning in, I know this is not our usual kind of roll up your sleeves, build your personal brand business, let's, let's make money out of our empire kind of, you know, episode here. But the reason why I wanted to speak about this with Jordan for you all this week was because at some point in your business career, you will be presented with an opportunity, if you haven't already, where there's a potential of a partnership taking place, Uh, whether it's some sort of a full-blown business partnership or a limited liability partnership or whatever the case may be. It'll always come around if you're moving in the right directions, right? So yes, there's things like, you know, making sure that you define your roles properly in the business, communicating properly, looking at strengths and weaknesses and all the rest of it. That's not what this show is about. This show, I guess, maybe is a bit of a cautionary tale, if nothing else. So I wanted to bring it to you all, but let me go back to our regular schedule programming here and and bring Jordan back in. So Jordan, what was the final nail in the coffin? What was the what happened? What day of the week was it? What happened? What was the thing that that made you turn around and say, "I'm done. I'm out. This uh, is it. It's finished." It was it was that that loan guarantee where after that, instead of just saying you're right, you're the only one who has any skin in the game, and you're doing all the work to generate business and and generate leads you know, it's unfair of us to ask you this. What happened was what I assume are some childhood patterns for him kicked in. And he was like, you're being selfish. If you don't do this, you know, you're only looking out for yourself. You don't care about us. We've done everything for you. And I was like, wait a minute, reality check. Are you literally trying to manipulate me into doing this by controlling me with guilt? Like I'm, I'm pushing 40, bro. I I don't play that anymore. (laughs) We are not 25. You know, I'm not going to be like bullied into losing my house car and everything because you're like, you want to pay yourself and get some new shoes or like go to Ibiza, like give me a break. So, so I just realized I'm never going to have anybody who's looking out for me, but also more importantly, no one's going to look out for the business. This is just some sort of cash cow so that these guys can like go party and that I realized was not going to work for me. Like, look, you know, full disclosure, my wife is pregnant right now. I want to have kids. Um, nobody knows that by the way. So, you know, I guess I'm announcing it here in a way. Uh, we still don't even know the gender yet. Except for the thousands of people tuning in right now. (laughs) That's right. 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 Exactly. But like, you know, I don't want to have a kid and then worry about whether or not my business partner wants to go spend $8,000 or, you know, $18,000 on a fancy vacation and then go to clubs rather than like letting us take a distribution so that I can save up for my kid's college fund. I mean, there were many years where we had lost money somehow because we couldn't do adequate tax planning because they didn't want to shell out for a proper accountant. And I'm like, guys, this is penny. This is the definition of penny wise pound foolish. 
you got a multi-million dollar business and I'm the only one in the business saving for retirement, Chris, how it, this is ridiculous. I'm the only one with a retirement fund and there's multiple millions of dollars flowing through the company because nobody else can save money. We literally, uh, I guess what these other final straws are like, we literally had to pay, uh, one of the other partners taxes because even though he was making six figures, he had somehow not managed to save enough money to actually pay his taxes. So the business right. gave him a loan, quote unquote. And I just realized I was working with a bunch of kids and I thought I'm an adult. I'm working with a bunch of kids. They're, they're not willing to get it together. So we have to negotiate an amicable split and we negotiated an amicable split. And then at that point they decided, you know what, we're mad that you're leaving without us. And they decided to lock me out of everything. So I'm still one third owner of that company, but now I'm ha I have to sue them because they haven't honored any of the agreements that we signed. Wow. Well, look, I mean, from one entrepreneur to another, I, I mean, I'm sorry you've had to go through it. And I would say that to anybody in that situation. However, it has at the end of the day, been a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel for you, because now you're in this spot, like you say, about to become a father for the first time, beautiful wife, flourishing business, amazing lifestyle. And it's all been because you've gotten rid of that negativity from your life and you've started to focus on the stuff that you really want to work on, the people you really want to work with, the audience that you really want to create content for and serve and help and all the rest of it. Um, so let's talk, let's, let's switch gears a little and get a little bit more positive about everything. Now, different ball game, right? Like totally different life day to day. Yeah, it actually is quite a different life day to day. I mean, I started f fresh, if you will. I mean, look, I, I think if I know you like tactical stuff and I think the tactical part here was I'd been really digging the well before I got thirsty here. You know, one of the right. things that I teach on the Jordan Harbinger show and in some of our free courses, like six minute networking is literally how to dig the well before you're thirsty, create relationships. So I of course was like, Hey, I better practice what I preach and implement all these habits that I'm teaching and things like that. And I did because, you know, it's a great way to live. It's a great way to do business. And luckily over the past 10 plus years, I'd made so many great connections like yourself that when I found myself out on my ass, so to speak, I was able to make hundreds of phone calls and say, this is what happened. Mm. What do I do? And I had, you know, people like the COO of 1-800-GOT-JUNK tell me this is the best thing that ever happened to you. You just don't know it yet. I've had, you know, people like, um, I honestly, people with billions of dollars going through their companies be like, I know that you don't want this, but I'm willing to offer you a job if you ever need it. And they're like, but don't take it. You can rebuild this. I've known you for years and all these things like that. And I realized, okay, if all these people think I can do it, then I can for sure do it. And additionally, I had people, you know, like Pat Flynn be like, I'm going to mail this out to my list tomorrow and let everyone know what happened and, you know, book you back on my show. Like I just had all of these really important wins yeah. that were early on where my audience, which had been locked out, you know, they, they basically just didn't hear from me. They started Googling and they were also listening to some of their other favorite shows. And they were like, Oh, that's what happened. This is where this Jordan guy went. So I ended up being able to rebuild my audience within 
a few months, honestly. Right. Because they followed uh, you. inside they, of they a came, year. They came with you. Because, I mean, like, The Art of Charm was a very popular show, but it was popular because of you. It wasn't any other real reason behind it. And this, this is what I always right. talk about. Like when you when you inject that personal brand into what you're doing, even if it's not within or, or around your personal name, you are building that personal brand and people will follow you because they like you. They want to be around you. They want to hear what you've got to say. And so that clearly was, I mean, it must have felt amazing to think that all these people were coming and switch back on to what you were doing now at your own show and things like that. It was amazing and it is amazing. And what was great was people go, well, didn't you lose a bunch of subscribers? And the answer is, yeah, of course. You know, we lost a lot of casual audience, which is a bummer. But we also lost a lot of the audience that we really didn't want, like people right. who were like, oh, I still only want picking up chicks advice, you know, and stuff like that. It was kind of a good riddance to this old brand. And now I've got all these new listeners that are like, hey, I never knew what happened to the old brand, but this is my favorite show now. It's it's actually really, really cool to see. And granted, it took a long time, like it took months and months and months. And there's still people sending me messages on the daily that are like, hey, I've been gone in Africa for a while. I came back and you were gone from my favorite show. What, what the hell? Glad I found you again. You know, there was a lot of that, but it, the personal brand is so important. And as is the, the other thing is, look, podcasting is such an intimate medium. Your listeners expect to hear you. You can't take over someone else's podcast, just like you and I funny as we might be go take over, you know, Jimmy Kimmel or, or Jay Leno's show and be like, look, he's taking a week off. It's me and Ducker now. Like that's just not going to fly right. with the audience right. and the audience is there for us. And that's, that's important because that's your network and your personal brand are like the only insurance you get in business. Absolutely. I, God, I mean, and for you guys tuning in, I didn't pay him to say that, <laughs> but, but you know, I've said it a whole bunch of times as well. All right. So so you break up, right? You you you're going out. You decide to make up. You know you're gonna you're gonna go out on your own and do your thing on your own. What are the first other than just letting people know what's happening and and getting all that beautiful love and support back from the people that really cared about you? What was the first two or three things that you did, Jordan, to kind of put yourself back on the map? So as I did over a hundred appearances within the first six months. So going on as many shows as I could, that I guess counts as letting people know what happened. Um, I made those calls and asked for help from friends, which was huge. Uh, that might also fall into that bucket. But the other thing that I did was I, and I, I failed largely at this initially self-care was huge. Cause my wife was like, Hey, um, you're not eating, you're not sleeping. You look crazy. You look right. like a homeless person. Like what the hell? And she's like, I'm worried about you. So I started doing things like making sure I went to the gym, mm. going for really long walks and getting sun. So instead of sitting on the phone pacing around in my office, I would walk around the neighborhood and take those calls. So I was walking like you know, five miles a day, getting right. plenty of sun, going to the gym occasionally. And then by the time, of course, I'm in bed at that point, I'm dead tired. I'm dead to the world. Which, which means you're sleeping better, obviously. Right, right. And yeah, I'd wake up at 2 a.m. and be like freaking out and probably having what I assume are like baby panic attacks because I'm worried about my future and my life, but I'm not like useless, right? right. And I'm with it, yeah. And that was really stressful. But then I started to realize, oh, the momentum is there. And I'll tell you another thing that I did that I think is is highly was really important for me. I reached out to my my podcast network, Podcast One, and I told them what was going on. 
And that's one of the wealthiest guys in LA, speaking of networking, who owns that. And he said, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cut you a check so you don't have to worry about money. It's going to be an advance on your new show. You need to get an episode out on schedule. Don't even skip a beat. You know, your, your, your last episode was Thursday. Get an episode out on Tuesday on the Jordan Harbinger show. Just launch it, get it done. I've been in show business for a while. You can't wait. And then he goes, also, I'm filing a lawsuit against the art of charm. So, uh, they will be plenty distracted with me and my lawyers. They don't have time to come after you. I'm going to throw everything I have at them. So now my enemies are getting sued by my new network. I got a deal and I got money in my pocket and I got a show to do. And I was like, this is the power of knowing the right people and digging the well before you're thirsty. Because a lot of networks offered me better deals financially than podcast one, but mm-hmm. podcast one is the only one that would have been this loyal. And I, I Dude, really appreciated that. That's, that's showing up. They showed up hard, right? Yeah. There, right. Yeah. Yeah. They showed up. They showed up so they showed up so strongly that now, even though other networks are constantly trying to court the show and give me like a hundred extra grand or 200 extra grand per year, I'm like, you know, there's just that the money's nice, but it's real nice to know someone has your back for real. You know, that's, that's legit. Absolutely. I agree. Good for you, man. Well done. Okay. So, so as we wrap up here then, so what is, this is such a great story to tell. I'm so happy that you came on to talk about this because I think it's something that gets swept under the rug quite a bit. How do you see things now developing? Obviously, the show is doing incredible. And for you guys tuning in, we'll go ahead, obviously, and put links, everything in, in the show notes over at youpreneur.com forward slash 336. Make sure you check all that out. Um What's next? I mean, like, what 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 does the next twelve months look like for Jordan and the show and all that sort of stuff? I mean, obviously, I guess yeah. there'll be a baby popping out pretty soon, right? That's the idea. Yeah, there'll be a baby <laughs> popping out pretty soon, so that's going to be a whole lifestyle change, which is great. Um, I do the shows all on video and in person now, and so that's f- sort of forced me to upgrade the quality—not quality, I guess—but the well, yeah, the quality of gear, the quality of production. Um, I'm also focusing on working on my television chops because I'm looking to honestly get the show on a bigger format. I know Mm -hmm. television sounds passe, but that includes things like Hulu, Netflix, et cetera. Of course. And TV is all of that and a bag of chips nowadays. It's all that now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I have a new website and branding coming, which sounds like not that big of a deal, but think about this. I've never had control over my brand until now. I've always worked with someone else. It's always been a different brand. It's never been my name. So I'm working on branding, working on a new site, um, in, you know, hiring like SEO teams. I'm doing a lot of basic stuff that honestly, I thought I would never have to do again, but it's kind of fun because now I can sift through a lot of the BS and you know, I've got products in the works. Honestly, it's going to be a very busy two years and right. it's already basically planned out. Right. It's right. crazy. Yeah, no doubt. Let me, let me ask you a couple of quick questions before we, we, we close out here. So sure. you say you, 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 with the show itself, it's on video now, obviously there's audio as well, but you're on video now. The gear is obviously being upgraded. I, and are you in one studio for the majority of that, or are you traveling around getting to people as and when they're available? I travel to them as and when they're available. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to move to LA and everyone will come to me. And right. <laughs> I'm eating those guys lunch in terms of guests because 
to get someone to go to your apartment or your studio in Los Angeles can either cost you money or you have to wait on their timeline. But when you get somebody who's like, yeah, he's on vacation in Austria right now, I'll be like, Hey, throw this out there. I'll go to Austria. I'll go out to where he is. He probably doesn't want me on his vacation, but you never know. And then some A-list celebrities, people will be like, he's open to it. Can you get to them? And I'm like, yep, booking the flight now. And I'll show up at like, uh, you know, some celebrities villa and they're like, Hey, and I'm like, I'm in your house. You know, this is pretty cool. I'm getting quite a look at your life now. And then I'm basically friends with this person at that point. It's ridiculous. Well, I mean, I, I wish you all the luck, brother. I, it's so good to see you flourishing the way that you are after going through all the crap that you went through over the last, you know, couple of years or whatever. I, I'm so excited for you and Jen as well to, you know, become parents. Uh, one of my favorite couples on the planet. When you came out to the Philippines and we spent all that time together at Tropical Think Tank, both myself and the Urs just fell in love with you guys. And, uh, you know, if you ever want to move to Cambridge, England, we'll be here waiting for you, just so you know. Thank you so much. And we would love to visit. I know last time we were in London, we actually had our plans go through the ringer as things do in yes, big cities do. generally. Yeah. Uh, but it was, I, man, I'm telling you, London is a hell of a place. I used to live there in 2005, I think. And I remember being like, I don't even have internet. I hate it here. I don't like it. And then I went again, you know, a few times for like a day at a time, but this was the only time I'd spent like two weeks and I fully expected to not like it. And I didn't even want to go home. I was like, this is the great, this is the capital of the world. What, well, how did I not move here before? And the answer is I'm in a different place in my life now. And it's funny how, when I was a lawyer, I thought it was a terrible place. And now that I'm an entrepreneur, I'm like, this is heaven, you know? Yeah. It's no, just amazing. It's so it goes to say that your internal state, and I know people say this all the time, your internal state really does decide the way that you view everything else. And our businesses as entrepreneurs really have a strong effect on that. But again, your internal state can affect how your business runs. You know, I'm happier than I've ever been. And some of that is just the decision to decide that the stress is now worth it because I'm working for myself. And I think that's a good lesson for any entrepreneur and personal brand out there, starting or, or veteran. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Jordan, everybody, make sure you go check this dude out. If you haven't already done so, upana.com forward slash 336 for all of the show notes and all that fun stuff. JordanHarbenger.com. Make sure you check out Jordan Harbinger's show up on iTunes and all your favorite podcasting apps. Brother Jay, thank you very much, man. It was great to have you on. Thank you so much, man. I love talking to you. All right. And for you guys tuning in, thank you for being with us. We'll be back at you again next, next week with another episode of Youpreneur FM. Take good care, and we'll talk to you then. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to check out the Youpreneur Mastermind Community. It's the go-to resource for everyone wanting to build a profitable, future-proof business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. So whether you're just starting out or if you've been working hard on your personal brand and building your online platform for a while, the Youpreneur Mastermind community can help you take everything you've been doing to the next level.
with lots of training, live mastermind calls, and thriving community forums where you can get the feedback, advice, and more energy and encouragement than you'll know what to do with, the Youpreneur Mastermind community is the perfect place for anyone wanting to learn how to build, market, and monetize their personal brand. For more info and to get started on your new Youpreneur journey, head over to youpreneur.com today. I'll see you on the inside.